welcome. I'm Dan Edwards. Thanks so much for tuning into my Dayton-centric podcast, A Greater Dayton, where I highlight our unsung hometown heroes who inspire, entertain, and inform. Episode 104, a salute to one of our region's most prolific filmmakers and the impact he's having preserving the rich history of our great region. Ooh, I piqued your interest, haven't I? Well, his most recent work has gained national attention as he's tackled the origins of the nation's most popular sport, yes, football, which played its first professional game right here in Dayton, Ohio. But wait until you see what he is doing next. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to share his story. Yes, a local kid does good kind of story as we catch up with Vandalia's very own Steven Spielberg, (laughs) Alan Farst as A Greater Dayton continues. A Greater Dayton is powered by the Dayton Business Journal. Reliable, timely, and many times exclusive reporting of the Dayton Business Journal. Hardworking reporters uncovering nuggets that can impact your business. And it's brought to you by DJ Edwards Group, LLC. Media, marketing, and brand management. If you'd like to share your story here on A Greater Dayton, reaching in an affluent crowd that cares deeply about our community, please reach out. All the connectivity is in the show notes. We'd love to feature you and your business on a future A Greater Dayton podcast. All right, welcome back to A Greater Dayton, episode number 104, as I feature yet another one of Dayton's unsung hometown heroes who inspires, entertains, and informs. Now this episode, a man who does all three with ease, he's an award-winning filmmaker who has certainly made his mark on the film industry. He's part of the the Directors Guild of America, which is a very difficult club to get into, I might add. All right, on this episode, without further ado, award-winning director Alan Farst. Welcome to A Greater Day Now. Hey, thanks for uh, coming in here. It's been awesome to... uh have you reach out and, yeah you know and um we've known each other for a while right loosely <laughs> yeah, and all no, that loosely. kind of stuff but um i admired your work so uh happy to be here well we first met uh, um most recently at the oakwood rotary and you were doing a fantastic speech on that and a lot of people got excited about this triangle park to do you know we know we're the birthplace of aviation but now to know specifically and unequivocally that we are the birthplace of the NFL. That's exciting. So how did this project all begin for you, Alan? Well, I had just come off a project, uh, and I kind of was in the last year of it, technically, uh, with a guy named Chuck Lavelle. He was the keyboardist for the Rolling Stones. And I did Chuck's documentary. It's called Chuck Lavelle, The Tree Man. And you can find it anywhere. You just look it up. Uh, it was an award-winning documentary. And in that last year, I'd, I had filmed three uh, three years on it. Mm-hmm. Um but the last year, you know, you started looking, what, what would I do next? You know, there are these films that we do take a little bit of lead time to set up. And when I looked at things, uh, in Dayton, um, I wanted to find something from here. I hadn't really done a project like this here. So I wanted something that would, you know, if you're going to spend two or three years of your life on something, I wanted it to have some real meaning and purpose. 
And so, um, you know, you could easily say the Wright brothers might've been a great story, but Mm -hmm. to me, that was a feature film that was 50 million and that was going to need to be done down the road. And I needed something to test the waters here Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. And so it always, you know, I played football in Vandalia Butler quarterback. Quarterback, yeah, That's right. So, um, you know, I was like fourth grade through 12th. I loved the game, had a lot of appreciation for football. Mm -hmm. So I kind of loosely knew that the story of the Dayton triangles, just probably like everybody just, Hey, it was the first game here, but Mm -hmm. what did that really mean? So again, you know, you're trying to figure out, do we have a story? If I went down that road, um, you start reaching out to guys like Tom Archdeacon, uh, Steve priest or guys like that. And you start to realize that they were excited. And then you've met some family descendants and then you could see the tears in the eyes that maybe somebody might actually tell this story. And that really was what sold me. You know, I got excited because they had emotion and it gave me emotion. And then I wanted to kind of serve it. You know, that's my, my, my job in this, on this planet is to find those stories Mm -hmm. and shine a light on them so that they're amplified, you know, a thousand times. And you look at a guy like Chuck Lavelle, who's one of the most special keyboardists on the, on the earth um, to tell his story. It, you know, he would never do it. It would never do it justice mm-hmm. because you need somebody like me who can put it all together, yeah. um, not let him toot his own horn, let other people toot his horn. Right. And so that was a great place. I felt like Triangle Park, that story about the first ever NFL football game was similar to that, meaning that the story was really there once I looked at it. You know, you have family members from the descendants that played in the game. And they actually have things that even the Pro Football Hall of Fame didn't even know about. Mm -hmm. They had necklaces and stadium balls and other things. And that kind of, you know, as a a filmmaker, you kind of say, okay, I'm going to bring some secret sauce here that people don't have or have never seen. And that makes you feel good that you're going to deliver that. Mm -hmm. So I just started putting it all together. And and then uh, I I reached out to Michelle Tafoya, who is – you know, Sunday night, Monday night, mm-hmm. um, sideline reporter for a long time, four time Emmy award winning, um, super professional. She is literally like one of the best yep. people on the yep. planet. Yep. And so I reached out to her and within an hour of her and I talking, um, she got what I was trying to do and she wanted to do it. And, um, I laughed about it because I had s- talked about it first. And then after we got off the phone, I sent her the, reenactment reel that we had created that we'd already shot. Cause I shot all that in September and here I'm talking to her in January, a few months later. And she then texts me back saying, I want to do this so bad. This oh, stuff's so that's beautiful. Awesome. That's awesome. And I just thought, well, I already had hired you. So, you know, you were already hired. So don't worry <laughs> about it. You're in. And, uh, but I did tell her, I said, you'd have to be like Chuck in the sense that, you know, Chuck got me to Eric Clapton and David Gilmore and all mm-hmm. these big music people like Train and Billy Bob Thornton. And I said, you, you would have to do the same. I only know probably 30 or 35% of the players that are in, in the film. And she said she was willing to do that. So then there, there we got, you know, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, Collinsworth, Sean McVay, mm-hmm. Tony Dungy, Eric Dickerson. I mean, just the who's who of people, right? right? So to have all of them talking about our town and this story, just, you know, as a filmmaker, you want to be able to bring that kind of star power mm-hmm. when you make something. Mm-hmm. And um, this was a great follow up to the tree man. Right? right. It was a great follow up <laughs> because I'm delivering this 
on that same kind of level. I wanted to talk to you about preserving history. Um, you know, you lost you lost three people during the filming of this Triangle Park. And I think it kind of shows you that, you know, we need to get these stories told because you also had issues with the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. They had very little relics of the very first game. Yeah, that's one of the things about making a documentary is, especially a 100-year-old story, you know, is that you really have to, you know, find a way to get people on camera. Some of these people are as close as the story as they would ever be, right? So, right. we like, you know, uh, Irene Cassidy passed away a few weeks after we had used her audio. Um, she had cancer and was dying. And she was in her house and she warmly invited us in because she was the matriarch for the Nesser family in Columbus, the first family of football. And she took that job with a lot of seriousness and a lot of pride. And so for her to invite us into the, the house, um, she didn't want us to film her, but she would let the audio uh, speak for herself. And so we found a cool way to incorporate that into the film. And she tells a story that only she could tell. And then we had Steve Priester, who was from Dayton, Ohio. And without Steve, none of this would have been possible because he was the first guy to actually figure out it was the very first NFL football game. So 35-some-odd years ago, he was had just moved back to Dayton, and he had taken a trip to the Hall of Fame in Canton, and he wanted to learn more about um, football in Ohio and things like that. And here in the corner up there, he found this just little mention of a team called the Dayton Triangles. Well, he got excited about that. Cool. And he came back, and he went to Cox and went down into the fish film you know, rooms and started looking up. Uh, he just got possessed by it. He just wanted to know more about it. Well, as he's checking the lineage and going back and back and back, he starts to think to himself, I wonder if this is like right at the beginning of the NFL. And over a long period of time, he figures it out that it was. And he fact checks this with the NFL and other people. And really everyone had just let it, it just had fallen through the cracks wow. for a long time. Mm. And so when I first started looking into the story, like, do we have a story? Um, I reached out to Tom Merch Deacon, our great writer here at, at, at that everybody reads basically the mm -hmm. Dayton Daily News. Mm -hmm. um, it's Tom's paper, right? I mean, he's such a good, such a great read in the sports section. We we love him, and um, you know, I reached out to him and and said, you know, what do you think about this story? Um, I then reached out to Steve Preiser, and then I got connected in with um, uh, Mark Fenner and and uh, who then connected me in with uh, uh, Doug Spatz and Kevin O'Donnell, who were on the Norp Sacksetter side, um, which was a halfback for the Triangles, who really should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We actually make an argument about that in the film. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was all these people, but they're all getting older, you know. And if right. we don't capture it now, it's right. like it's like saying your grandfather <laughs> passed away. And gosh, I wish I would have interviewed him mm -hmm. two weeks after he passed. Well, we've got to get this before that happens. Right. So over three years, I really was grateful um, that we got these mm -hmm. people, especially Steve. I mean, he found out when we filmed with him in November, um, the second week of December, he found out he had cancer, didn't even know it. And he passed away in, in January. Oh, yeah. 
So, I mean, just had we waited two more months, wow. we would have never got that guy's story. Right, right. So, anyways, those are the kind of people we yeah. were fortunate to get. So, what is uh, what are their plans from this point forward, Alan? I mean, you go, is this movie going to be included into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame now in Cam? Yeah, I mean, you know, we did give them one of our Wilson gold balls uh, that we did a deal with Wilson on. So right. they, they, we bribed them to take that kind of and see if they would put it back in. They've been a, a partner of ours since the beginning right. um, and done a great job with some promotional things that we've asked them to do. So I hope that this story will just blossom even more at the pro football hall of fame and be celebrated more Heck yeah. and it draws attention to Dayton and everything that we had going on here at that time. Let me switch gears just a little bit here, Alan, uh, but still in your profession, what I've done a couple of uh, podcasts on the, the, the health of the film industry in the Dayton region. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know about the health, but cause I kind of live in a bubble, you know, yeah. I kind of work on my own film sets, my own crews and things of that nature. Um, from an outsider, you know, looking out, um, you know, it seems to be like, you know, our film commission's very involved. That would be more like Lisa Grigsby. Right. Um, she's kind of taken that role and kind of championed it over the last few years and done an excellent job. Um, good to know. Yeah. And if you need, you know, permits and you want to film somewhere, She's your gal. She should reach out to her and, and um, right. clear those scenes that are generally kind of a pain to clear. Absolutely. Um, you know, but I think with all films and all ideas, you know, the hardest part's always going to be to raise the money, have the people see your vision and give you the proper amount of money to actually make that film or that story come to life. Um, a lot of that just happens with perseverance, right? So, you know, all the young kids that are listening or anybody that wants to make a film, you know, it's not the easiest task in the world to, to do right. a lot of moving parts, a lot of things. Um, and then, you know, even after you make it, you have to distribute it, you have to promote it, you have to get out there and be willing to work, do things like what we're doing even right now. Right. So these, there's a lot of these kind of opportunities that take a lot of time. People don't know that when you're making a film, they just think it's all, you know, it's all easy street, you know, but it's, 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 um, you got to really want it. And kind of along those same lines, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer in STEM initiative, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math, but I think an acronym should also be changed to STEAM to include arts in our focus locally. Your, your thoughts, Alan? Absolutely. I mean, if you look back in time, you know, the Kettering family in Virginia specifically really supported a lot of the arts that we had um, here in this town. Mm -hmm. And she's no longer around, you know, so we need people like that to step up in our community. You can't leave all of your money to the University of Dayton. You can't leave it all to Children's Hospital. So it'd be nice if people, um, when they were looking to have an endowment or some um, something that they're setting up with the even the Dayton Foundation, I would encourage them to leave a little bit of gray area in there for the arts department. Because when I've tried to go out and get money, what I think are noble causes of Triangle Park and a great history, absolutely, we don't fit into the their box. So when you ask them for an, a, a donation, if you will, um, a lot of times it can't can't happen because. They have specific rules to leave it for children and poverty and other things. But, you know, I still think there should be a little gray area for guys that are in the arts that are looking to do something and 
And um, especially like this, I mean, we're on a story that's a hundred years old. And then, you know, if we go and we do the Wright brothers, uh, which is a movie called the flying machine that we're working on, you got the 125th, uh, uh, would be the anniversary of flight in 2028, which is why we're making it right. So, um, you know, and working with Boeing and Lockheed and Delta and other, you know, companies like that. Um, it's something the state should get behind, you know, otherwise we should have a, a bidding war with the Carolinas, right? I mean, who's going <laughs> to pony up? They're doing a better job thus far of marketing flight than we are, yeah. right? Uh, by having it on everyone's license plate first in flight. But that is a far cry from what the real story Absolutely. is. It's yeah. really our story. Yeah. And we just went down there to borrow some wind, basically, right? <laughs> it's some odd area. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe there's another box that you could check with these movies, Alan, and particularly with, with Triangle Park, as well as, um, you know, the, the, the flying machine. I mean, it's it's a bit of history. We're, can't, can't this fall into an educational category? Yeah, educational and libraries and other things that where we can go and, and learn our history. Um, you know, I think it's important that, you know, as a community, we keep a little bounce in our step, right. And having positive energy, great vibrations like that, that thanks that we're making, it gives people something to talk about in a positive light. And, you know, that's the one thing about the story of the Wright brothers, which will be coming up. It's, it's a story that kind of people know a couple bylines, you know, a couple bullet points, mm. but they've never really seen it. Right, they've never right. seen it. And to see things like, why did they build a mansion in Oakwood, Ohio? And how was it built? And their reasoning for wanting patents. And they were the first ones to ever get a patent on flight. Mm. And within the first 10 years, there's a million patents on flight, right? But they were the first. So, mm. you know, there's just a lot of things to learn about the story. Not only are the brothers exceptional, but their sister, Catherine, um, really is the one that drives the ship. You know, she's the one that's running the businesses while they're over selling airplanes in Europe. So just to see how all that's going to look and feel and hear the dialogue and then you're going to be able to absorb it in a medium that's mm -hmm. not just a book. You know, a mm -hmm. lot of people today really learn from Absolutely. seeing, right? Why are tutorials so popular, you know? Right, exactly, right? Yeah. YouTube is doing bazillion videos a day for a reason. Right. And I just think that's the way we learn. So, you know, to have a worldwide story, it's just not pigeonholed to Ohio or Indiana or Texas. This is a worldwide story. And mm -hmm. all that energy from that film uh, could come back to our community and um, add other businesses coming in, put people to work, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and that's really what um, it's kind of like a calling card to your town in a way. Right. Absolutely. You yeah. think about movies like Hoosiers, you know, think about that community that blew up. That movie's been around for 40 years. Right. But, you know, people still go there and tour and do all See kinds of gym, stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yep. we should be doing that. Yeah. And let's talk about the future of Triangle Park. I mean, what, what do you hope? Uh, first, where can we see it now? And it will be a wide release. And, and what do you hope that uh, film generates long term? Eventually in the first quarter of this coming year, which most likely would happen during the playoff run of the NFL, we will release it on Amazon Prime. Okay. So, um, but the, um, you know, to see it in the theater, I recommend it. We've been having some pretty full theaters and a lot of sellouts. I think it's just fun to go watch a movie when you can hear other people laugh and 
Absolutely. Get excited. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's Market fun. research, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alan, thank you so much for your time today, man. I got time for like one more question with you. I know you got to hit a Zoom call. Uh, but how do we all make it a greater date? Well, it comes just with that everyday swagger that Daytonians have, right? You know, have a lot of pride. We have a lot of things to be thankful for here. We've got a nice, easy path uh, and a quality of life um, that's a little more low-key and humble. And, you know, we're able to live here where things don't cost 10 times what it would cost to live in L.A. and other places. So the the um, the the entry point to be here is a lot easier. And I definitely feel that people in Dayton um, are always innovators. You know, we're always there's a lot of things that have come here, you know, pop top cans and starters and you know all th- through history a lot of innovation cheese it's cheese it's yes <laughs> todd holst will love us for mentioning cheese it's um over at uh fox radio you so yeah. evening edge todd loves cheese it's <laughs> um but you know there's there's just a lot of innovation that's come here and come out of here and even now you look at the base uh with right pat and some of the star wars things that they're working on and things like that. And we've been able to onboard a lot more technology that's coming in through that. Um, You know, it's just a really, it's a really good place to be. And um, which is why it's kept me here, you know? So, I mean, I could have moved anywhere. I'm still in Dayton. I felt like it was a place I could raise my family. I had good, uh, uh, you know, uh, family members that were here to help support us, to help us in our journey, uh, more, more specifically my wife while I'm traveling and filming. So she has a backstop of people that can help. So it just felt really great to stay here. You know? Shout out to Amy. Amy, she's she's going to expect a, a uh, something from us. I don't know what. But. Well, Alan, thanks so much for your time and your talent, man, and for caring about your hometown so much that you are bringing major projects to the nation that highlight the incredible contribution the Dayton region has made to not only the nation, but quite honestly, the world, man. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Dan. It's been an honor to have you here at the uh, Niche Productions and now Palmar Studios uh, all in one building now. So it's great to have you here. And, um, you know, let's hopefully we have a great 2024 and and prosperous year. And I know you've got some change coming in your life and I wish you all the best. Greater Dayton is powered by the Dayton Business Journal. Grow your business, advance your career, enhance your work life with a digital subscription to the Dayton Business Journal. Start your premium digital subscription now. It truly is an investment in you and your future. And if you'd like to support a Greater Dayton with Dan Edwards and keep these great stories coming for all to enjoy, please consider sponsoring a Greater Dayton. We can tailor make a campaign to fit your marketing needs to get you noticed. It's been wild looking at the analytics of this podcast and how many people download it all over the world. I mean, obviously, transplanted Daytonians who want to keep up with what's going on in Dayton and, uh, you know, see what's happening in their beloved Dayton region. Can't blame you. I'm glad you're here. Well, I'm Dan Edwards. As always, thank you for your interest in our podcast and your interest in the Dayton region. Again, for connectivity to my guests or myself, just check the episode show notes. You can click on, connect to the links, and we'd love to hear from you. I urge you to tell other like-minded people about a Greater Dayton podcast. Like and share if you can say a few words that are nice about me. Hey, I'd appreciate it. And by the way, 
You can binge listen to all 104 episodes, all these great guests of A Greater Dayton. Just go to Spotify. Now, it's time for you, my friend, to go out and make it A Greater Dayton.